This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. (whistles) Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. From which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However... When it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wobbler on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us this time round, Damon Lathrope. I said it correctly. How are you? All good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. No, it's an abs- it, it's an absolute joy for me. There are some people who don't know, obviously, what was Damon Lathrope doing before suddenly this season and a lot of eyes have turned towards the women's team because of the season you've had. So firstly, congratulations on winning the... FA National Women's League Southern Premier Division. There's a mouthful. Congratulations on that, first of all. A fantastic stuff. We will go into some questions on that if that's all right. But first of all, you you were kind of played for for Torquay on a couple of couple of uh, occasions or, or a couple of spells at Torquay in League Two. You had a very good uh, you know kind of career in and around what people will now term the National League before injury cut your 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 playing career a bit short, didn't it? I, I started my career as a as a youth at Norwich. Didn't quite cut it there. I left at twenty to pursue first team football really and that took me down to Torquay initially four good years down there when um, it was a real good time for the club it was really on the up and then sort of a couple of years here and there at Aldershot took me a little bit nearer home of my first child which was sort of the reason I, I tried to come back to London way back down to Torquay believe it or not for another couple of years and then unfortunately yeah I had a, I had a pretty bad injury which forced me into early retirement and that brought me into the coaching which which is a great show because I think that was in about 2018 and of course anybody will remember that in 2019 our first game in the FA Cup was at Woking so you know a, a, a real shame that you didn't get to play us in that particular instance but you've done fabulously moving into the coaching side am I right that you kind of started in and around kind of Hitchin was it? I'm real good mates with the manager at Hitchin and for the first probably year and a half of my recovery I was uh, I was no good to no one to be honest with you very immobile like um, was, was still very much trying to recover from from the injury and he was really good to me I used to go and sort of help wherever I could to be honest with 
sort of way my injury was at the time. I weren't doing much, if I'm being totally honest with you. But it just kept me around football in that time when my main focus was to try and get healthy and, and mobile again. He's been brilliant with me. It's a club that's real close to my heart. I live in Hitchin, so it's my local club. A lot of my mates play there. But I knew that coaching would be sort of the route that whenever football come to an end, yeah, it was premature, but I'd already sort of started my badges and had a, had a real keen eye for the coaching sort of game. So I, I, it was sooner or later I was I was going to have a delve into the coaching side of the game. It's not going bad so far, is it? 21-22, you came across, I think you started in and around the academy and obviously kind of changes happened. And therefore, at the start of this season was when you kind of took over as the head coach of the women's team because they're... You know, on match days, you've you've got a whole staff working there, haven't you? It's quite a setup you've got. Honestly, the group of staff we got are are outstanding. To be honest with you, the best staff work with in my sort of twenty years in the game. Everyone cares about each other. We all try and help each other out, and everyone gets on really well. We're all all pushing towards the same thing. So I'm really really fortunate that in our environment we got good people first and foremost, which which gives you a great head start. But yeah, I uh, started with the academy. I come over to Watford. I actually done the under 16s at Stevenage for uh, for a year. They were really good to me. Um, again, it was sort of at that time where I was uh, certainly not out of the water with recovery. Still very immobile. I was relying on a lot of people to get me around and help me out in that aspect. But after a year at Stevenage, I come over to Watford and started with the under 13s, 14s for a season. And then after a year, moved up to the under 15s and 16s. For, for the next two years and we had some really really successful times there with Matt Bevans who's uh, now to myself um, Armand who sort of introduced me to the women's game who's been head coach previously with with the women's setup. so again luckily surrounded by really really good people what would you say the biggest difference between the men's game and the women's game is because a lot of people are going oh you know i don't really like women's football or you know and and i hadn't been until this season peter said come along and yeah it's it's great it's great to watch the girls give 100 percent. there's a lot of heart in that team there really is but what would you say the biggest difference between the men's game and the women's game was i think it's unfair to compare the two if yeah, i'm being totally of course honest. of course um, and I've had this conversation with so many people. It's, it's really unfair to compare the two because they're almost like to, almost completely different to it, to one another. The, obviously, the physical aspect of the game is completely different because uh, they're just they're genetically they're, they're built differently. What I will say is the, the heart, the the desire to learn, the caring. I've not I've not seen anything like it. I've been involved in a men's game for a long, long time. I've not seen a group so attentive to learn and desperate to learn as the group that I'm working with now. And it's been really eye-opening for me. The main differences are probably the power, everything to do with, um, like you say, the genetics of a man against against a woman. The, the, the pace of the game is probably not as, well, not probably it's not as quick and not as powerful, which is more than, more than understandable. But yeah, like I say, otherwise, without being too exposed to it myself prior to this, opportunity it's been a huge eye-opener for me and I've I've not seen a group of people care about football and want to do so well um for themselves for the club for each other as this group of players so mm. I, I would highly encourage anyone that hasn't been exposed to it just to have a look and have a look with an open mind and understand that um it's its own game and it deserves acknowledgement for that because it's technically excellent the, the game is only going one way Mm. I've seen some players that can do things that I could never dream of on a football pitch in our team. And I, 
was fortunate enough to play at professional level. So make of that what you will. It's uh, it's definitely going in one direction very, very fast. Hi, this is Helen Ward, and you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. So going back to the start of the season, just, just having a little bit of look through this here. The first game was at home to Gillingham, which was a real ding-dong battle. They had yeah. a left winger who, uh, she certainly beat me for base, put it that way. That doesn't say very much, <laughs> but... I mean, she. it was a really good game. And after, obviously, the, the summer and the Euros, going to Grosvenor Vale for the first time before it becomes feeling home, the quality of the football this season just seems to have been really standout at what is technically, obviously, a, a third-tier level. But it's been really, really impressive. What was your first impressions of that game? Obviously, my knowledge of, of the level and the leagues and the players weren't, weren't great. And I've, yeah. I've not disguised that to, to anyone. I, I made that very clear when I went for the job. So I knew that there would be a lot of hard work and a lot of learning that needed to take place. And that was an eye-opener for me because I would assume that most people from the outside would expect us to win comfortably that day. And it, it didn't quite materialise that way. So it was really good for, uh, for me and the other staff to, to get a good indication of what the level is as quickly as possible, which has gone up in a real positive way. I think that the growth in the women's game particularly off the back of the Euros, has escalated so quickly um, mm. and the levels are getting so much better and so much more competitive. So it was never going to be a straightforward win every game. Every game's a walkover. And that was very clear after the first game. So we knew we had a lot of work to do. Yeah, very good. We got another another win. And then I remember the first defeat came away at, at Portsmouth, but you responded to that ridiculously strongly because I, I looked at it earlier on. The, the next six games, only one of them didn't you score more than four goals in. The style and the attack attacking intent that you've shown has actually paid out at the end of absolutely everything because of course you've won it on goal difference and so anybody going to see this women's team as I have bleated on on this bloody podcast for a long time you know you're going to go and see intricate wing play you're going to go and see efforts to go and you're going to see organization and, and a level of gameplay there Did, was that a conscious decision from you in terms of the style or was it just a question of look I've got all these tools in the kit that let them go. The first thing we done as a, as a group of staff was be very, very clear on what we wanted our identity as a team to be. We knew that it wouldn't happen overnight. We knew it would probably be the case that over the course of a season, we would progressively get better and the understanding level would develop the longer we could play together. Yeah, 100%. No, I'm not taking credit for this, by the, by the way. It's not, it's not me. There's a no. lot of things that go into this, but... What, what you see on the pitch is what we work on on a daily basis on the trading pitch. And I say that to the players all the time. They train the same way as they play. It's, it's honestly a delight to, to watch. And they're brave. And this is what we ask for. We ask for really brave, courageous players on the pitch. And if we have one or two that, that maybe don't buy into the way that we want to play, it doesn't work for everyone. Unfortunately, we've, we've got a full squad of 20 players that understand the benefits to what we're trying to do over the course of the season. As I said, it's, it's evolved and now it's at a really good level of understanding where we're getting lots and lots of success trying to do it our way, our identity. The, the, the one game where we didn't score more than four goals, because we had sevens and sixes and it was just a, it was a joy, genuinely, was, was the Oxford United game away. And of course, anybody knows anything about this season knows that it's been Oxford United at the top. They've been unbeaten at home for about 100 50 years or whatever it was one nil up in literally into the last knockings a red card i wasn't there so i didn't see it but i I've, I've heard people suggest that it was somewhat fortuitous to the home team who equalize in in about five minutes there what, what was your reaction to to that adversity and what was the team's reaction to the adversity obviously they went on another run to try to get back up there when it seemed so close 
you alluded it to a minute ago and I totally forgot the Portsmouth game and also the Oxford away game. Two teams that we knew would be competing at the top end of the table. And I didn't think we was very good in either, if I'm being totally honest. So when we reflected on it and we've done our analysis post-match, it almost gave us even more motivation and belief because we took Oxford to the 97th minute leading when we weren't at our best and we knew we weren't at our best. We still nearly took the three points. And those those results and those moments of adversity were the best things that happened to us in the season. And we, we speak about it to this day with a group that we learned a lot about ourselves in those tough times. As I said previously, the way they responded to it, because it could have gone one way or the other. Um, and we got real, real good people, real good characters in, in the changing room, that they responded to it right. We learned from it and we're better for it now. And that's what, that's what we always lean back on. Those games and those challenging times made us what we are now. They built a courage, built a character. And we know that if we are at our best and we, we give all we've got, we, we're a match for anyone on their day. Fabulous stuff. But it's not, it's not just been the league this season. You've also had the runs in the Cups. And of course, one game kind of does sort of stand out in terms of the memory. I just talked about the 97th minute. Grace Garrard scoring from somewhere just north of Surrey, I think, against Wimbledon. I mean, she was literally in a different postcode in the 120th minute. Sums up a, a, a little moment, but it also provided a bit of a problem because, of course, Grace moved on to go and play abroad. And you've had to jump in with other players as well into an, a, a, an existing squad. So... You know, you've you've had you've brought in people like Sophie McLean, Killani. You know, has come in and, and and played incredibly well at the back. How do you get get a squad who's you know kind of fit and content, and then mould the next players in? It's it's tough because you don't want to lose your best players. And Grace was very very good for us for four or five months, and was almost a victim of our own success because yeah. it puts her it puts her in the market for other teams. And as I said before. We want the best team and the best players possible here. But if there's a chance for someone to move on into the professional game, I'm, I'm never going to try and hold them back because we all want to try and work or play at the, the highest level possible. What I would say is where we sort of have created a good reputation for ourselves and we play a nice brand of football and players really enjoy the environment and the training, it becomes more attractive to the rest of the football market. So we didn't, for, for instance, Sophie McLean, we, we didn't have to go out and convince her to come and sign. It was almost like a lot of, a lot of players understand now that, that they want to be a part of this. And they want to sort of dip their toe into our environment because it's a good place to be. So the success sometimes works against you where you lose players like Grace's, but then you, you get just as good players come through the door because of sort of what we've created and what we're doing is attractive to players. So this podcast is being sponsored by NordVPN. Why are we doing a sponsorship slot? We never do sponsorship slots. Well, firstly, NordVPN is very useful for Watford fans. But secondly, we're going to use the money to create hundreds of free posters using our icon gallery images to give away at the first game of next season for anyone who comes down to the bunker when it's opened again. Ooh, that's nice. But what does NordVPN actually do? Well, VPN stands for Virtual Private Network, and it means that with NordVPN, no one can see your internet history, which for you, Carl, might be a good thing. Yes, okay, uh, move on, move on. Another, another benefit of NordVPN is that you can be virtually in other countries. So if you have Netflix, for example, you can see all the extra films and TV shows that are available in those other countries, like the United States, for example. And then when you're abroad, you can catch up on iPlayer. Oh, okay. 
but what about Watford fans? Well, as you know, there's a cost of living crisis. Yes. And money's short for a lot of people. Right. Well, getting to away games can be expensive. Getting to home games can be expensive. So you could watch the occasional game on the TV. How? Well, most games are televised abroad. But holidays cost a lot more than an away game. Virtual holidays don't, though. So, if you want to fireproof your fire stick, protect your digital identity. Extend your streaming capabilities or ensure that people don't track your internet history. Carl, just saying. Then, why not use the award-winning NordVPN to ensure your internet security? And if you sign up using our link, NordVPN will give you an extra three months free to keep you safer for longer. Do not scratch your eyes! Helen Ward, obviously, is is the literally the poster girl for women's football at Watford and means so much, you know, kind of so much to everybody. But she's had a season where obviously she's had her last season of international duty. So there's been many games when obviously she's not been available to you. But what does she provide you when she's on the pitch and what does she provide you away from the pitch. Yeah, Hales is top class. She, her, her career speaks for itself. Like no one needs, I don't need to justify her stats and what, what she brings sort of goal scoring wise because it's, it's unbelievable really what she's done. For, for me, and Hales will be the first to say, uh, at her age, it's, it's tough to continue to meet the demands, the physical demands of the game when, you, when you're at the latter end of your career. She had so much value in and around the group. Like she is a top class human being first and foremost. Having that, at my disposal is gold dust for the younger players when we talk about trying to create a culture and an environment. Having a person like that in the building is a manager's dream, to be honest with you. She's a, an ultimate professional. She's had all the experiences you could imagine on, on a football pitch, which, again, we lean on and, and we encourage her to share those experiences for the players that maybe haven't been through that. From a football perspective, she, she just a, she's a goal scorer. She's an old school poacher that is in right place right time she might have lost a yard of pace in the last year or two but a movement is of a high high level which at this level of the game even at sort of the latter end of her career it means that she's going to she's going to be getting them goals from six twelve yards out because it's not luck it's it's through consistently hitting the right areas with yeah right detail on her movement and that's why she's scored another 18 odd goals this year that she might feel a little bit hard done by she's probably not seen the pitch as much as she would have liked but she really understands her role in the team that it's not just going to be on the pitch what you're doing on the pitch and putting in the net it's it's in and around the squad and like i say leaning on her experiences and what she's like as a person yeah she's so much she's so much more and i don't mean this to be disparaging she's so much more than just a player the other story of the of, of the season which obviously crescendoed a couple of you know a, a week or so back against villa ricky but also in well felix though but ipswich ipswich came really strong in the second half of the season and i mean i think it's fair to say that certainly at grosvenor vale for my money they were probably the best team to turn up and play and we did incredibly well to get a last minute equaliser through Poppy Wilson did, did you always think that they were going to come that strong when you'd seen them because also obviously we went there and, and they were one of the few teams again to get a result against us with a 1-0 did you see it going down to a three horse race yeah I did to be honest with you Oxford was always out in front I think the, the fixtures were quite friendly to them, which give them a little bit of a little bit of a head start, points on the board early on. But I knew Ipswich, I'd watched them a few times prior to playing plan them and I knew they were arguably, along with us, the best team in the league. Um, they've got a really, really good young squad that have been together a long time. They've got a core of their squad that have played probably four or five years together 
they're exceptional young players. I think their problem would be trying to hold on to them now because they are very, very good players, probably better than this level. So I did anticipate that they would finish the season strong. They also had nothing to lose because they were playing catch-up similar to ourselves. I think that sort of changed their mentality. Uh, They had a go at every single game. And like I said, I think they were nine unbeaten come the end of the season or nine wins on the bounce, which is Mm. unbelievable. Like I say, fortunately, we matched it, nicked it in on on goal difference in the end. But yeah, they're a top top team, mate, and they'll they'll go they'll, they'll be really pushing next year. You, you just kind of mentioned it there in terms of again that that goal difference and the ability to go and rack up those goals made made a real difference. And the whole season has been great and seen that really impressive wing play in the in the and it's it's because of injuries it's had to be rotated. So I mean at the start of the season, Flo Fife was simply on fire. Bianca Baptiste has come in and picked up from there. You've had Gemma Davison there has been obviously we'll we'll get on to a Ryan Davis uh, uh, Dennis's. Uh, uh, performance there, but also Adi Faduga Dada, who's who's had to wait for her opportunities as well against Crawley Wasp. You talk about Helen knowing where the goal is—a a, a second half, well, four goals. It wasn't even a hat trick, was it? Bringing those wingers into play has been seemingly, from from a spectator point of view, a real mainstay and a, and a hugely entertaining thing to watch. And it's helped rack up those goals. Pleasure to have, to have watched the team; they've been absolutely superb. What are your thoughts about the attacking from the wide areas? It's a big part of our game. And- we again it's it's deliberate um, we work a lot on our sort of patterns of play and where we anticipate to create and really hurt the opposition and sort of the shape that we take we we put a lot of emphasis on trying to attack down certain sides and attack certain individuals we're really fortunate that when we recruited in the summer we identified sort of the profile of player that we'd want in those positions and it, it was power pace skill because we wanted to be an exciting team that was on the front foot of most games. And to have the likes of Bianca, Flo, Jem, Addy, Araya later on, mm. they're the profile of player that we look for in that position. And like I say, it's, they normally catch everyone's eye, but there's a lot of good work that goes into the players around it oh, yes. to make sure that we're getting it into the right areas at the right time to enable them to, to do what they're best at. So, yeah, it has been really, really pleasing. Um, we know that that's where we, we cause a huge threat. And the competition's been brilliant, like I say. Not one of those players has been able to take their foot off the gas because there's there's two or three waiting to take their opportunity when it comes around. The League Cup run to the final in any other season would be the absolute highlight. You'd be pleased just to have that. But obviously, you have obtained your silverware, which you set out at the start of the season as the objective. So, well done. Congratulations. Good on that. The thing that's really, really interesting me, obviously, we've got the rematch coming this Saturday. But the really interesting thing was, as we've spoken about, is in terms of reactions to things. And the following Thursday, after... Obvious disappointment in extra time in a in a spectacle of a final at, at Burton Albion. Half time on the following Thursday, you've got twelve hundred odd people in at Vicarage Road, and you're one nil down to Oxford, and you make a tactical change to try to get back in the game. And as we mentioned there, Araya Dennis comes on on the left, and you've moved Gemma Davison more into a sort of a it's hard to describe it. I was going to say a free kind of floating, almost false nine kind of area in terms of that. And it makes such a difference to it. What was the half time like? What were your thoughts about making the tactical change? Knowing as you do know now that you come out and win it 2-1 and we, you know, yeah. all things good. What were your thoughts at that point? Because it was a it was a it was a bold move in terms of it was quite I hadn't seen it all season and and you went for it and it it paid off. How did that come about? Yeah, it don't always work that way. I'll have you know? Yeah, it was it was something that I'd I'll be totally honest. I'd been I'd been thinking about for a little while, but because we was doing so well, I hadn't 
didn't want to change too much prior to that game shape wise um, but it was something that I'd preempted in in my head that if at any stage we needed to change that would most likely be the slight tweak that we make the personnel was really key for me so on the night I felt uh, Oxford had maybe identified where they wanted us to have the ball and we needed to slightly tweak the personnel to make sure that we had a little bit more of an attacking threat in those positions if they was going to give us the ball in them areas then we need to use it better with Gemma everyone knows she's she's top top player and we needed to free her up a little bit because what I found this year is a lot a lot of teams will try and they'll double up or they'll corner her and she's if she's on the side of the pitch she can get a little bit they they can corner her in there they can keep her going one way they can get lots of bodies around her so we wanted to as you mentioned free her up a little bit because she can go inside outside both ways so yeah we we tweaked the shape slightly just to try and bring Gemma into the game to exploit the pace down the outside that maybe Araya gives us that Uh later on in the game maybe Gem probably wouldn't and try and bring our outside centre-halves into the game a little bit more to try and provoke them onto us. We wanted them to come and get us to open up a bit of space behind them. And yeah, like I say, it, it worked on the night and the girls were brilliant they got to take the credit for it because it's, it's all it's all well and good us showing them on a tactics board but they got to have the courage to do it in a in a moment where it probably wouldn't have been for everyone it would have been easy to easy to hide away and shy away from that but they didn't they stood up they showed real real good character in a tough moment and they got what they deserved in the end hi this is megan chandler and you're listening to the do not scratch your eyes podcast we get, we're going to put you on the spot a little bit i'm just going to read through literally your squad and all we want is a one word comment it could be a piss it could be a private moment it could be something that means absolutely nothing to us or it could be the comment on the season whatever you like and if it works it works if it's not we just throw it okay because you're absolutely right there are so many players who have made this season what it is all equally valuable parts so we start with this with the with the goalkeeper conversation of uh, of season georgie ferguson i would say shot stopper lovely nicola gibson gibbo Big heart. I'd have said back heel for the. Um, oh, back heel, back heel, all day. Yeah, there back you go. Yeah, there's an ongoing joke at training. It, I've never seen someone use the back of their heel as much as Gibbo, honestly. And she's got oh. good accuracy with it. Loves a back heel, Gibbo, yeah. Emily Wallace. I'd say versatile. That's exactly what I'd have gone with. Annie Myweld, another name I can't pronounce. May, I would say underrated. Oh, not, not by people in the Grove of Vale. She's superb and absolutely with bells on. Annie Rossiter. I'm a big, big fan of Annie. I say technical. Oh, we like that. That's good. Bianca Baptiste. Adama Traore. Wow. Technically two words, but I'm going to let you get away with it. No, 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 no. That's fine. Gemma Davison. Maverick. Other other Top Gear names are available. Helen Ward. Legend. I was going to say chocolate brownie there, but that's just an in-joke between us and her. Don't worry about that. Addy Fadugadada. Addy. Assists. Yeah, yeah. That game against Crawley, she absolutely yeah, yeah. came came back alive. It was lovely. She's she's got a lot of assists considering the unfortunate amount of time she spent on the pitch. Like, well, there's, there's there's a lot of competition there. Ellie Head, deceptively funny. <laughs> yeah, she she's a funny girl, Wells, and you wouldn't you wouldn't know it. Goalkeeping season part two, Jackie Goldsmith, consistent. Dre Georgiou, who we call the Honey Badger. That's a good one. The Honey she, Badger. She attacks everything. That's what we say. Put Mona. Mona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Well, I mean, Elliot will tell you, we came along and did the, the commentary for the Crawley Vitality Cup match. And uh, and, and Justin interviewed, inter- who was it? It was Helen Ward, it was Poppy Wilson, and it was it was the Honey Badger, wasn't it? It was, the end. yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she went, Honey Badger, I'm having that. So there you go. Carl also had a race with uh, <laughs> with Jay Bradley as well. Uh, where are we? Melis Mehmet. Uh, potential. Yeah, I think so. A huge, huge player, Megan Chandler. Leader. 
Bobby Wilson, flexible. You know what? I was honestly, I was thinking of something to do with mobility. Yeah. But mobile. 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 mobile like that. There, yeah. There's a lot of versatility in this because we talked about the, the half time change where you move Sophie McLean to right side centre back. But also in the game, I'm trying to remember which game it was that you moved Ali Palish to left side centre back. Ali Palish. Yeah, loud. <laughs> <laughs> If you hear anyone, you'll hear it. You'll hear Matt. Excellent. Flow Fife, or as I, as I commented once whilst trying to commentate versus Crawley, was feeds Flow Fife, and that's just impossible to say. <laughs> Powerful. Did I use that one? No no, 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 no. That's good. That's good. Jay Bradley. Brains. I remember somebody put down Jay Bradley as a future coach rather than just going Helen Ward all the time. Yeah, so we went, I, no, could see, I could she, see that. Yeah. Kalani Pitt. I'm going to go aggressive. Nice. Mm. Didn't play much, but very impressive when she did. Lois yeah. Lois Edwards. Lois is a, a, the nicest person you'll ever meet. So I'm going to go with a real sweetheart. Goal against, I'm trying to remember who that, I think it was MK Don's, Faye Bruff. Oh, this is tougher than oh, I know. World card. Well, oh, nice. That's good. Sophie McLean. I've used athlete and I. No. Athlete. No, athlete. They all have just done incredible roles, but her just stepping in to that fill that space, presumably free up you to move Ali Palish to ball playing from the back a little bit more was just kind of yeah. genius. Well done, sir. Araya Dennis. Superstar. Oh, look at that. It's got to be that moment, really, isn't it? Now, Ruby, no, I don't, Ruby hasn't got on, has she, Ruby, though? I do want to get, though, Grace Garrett. Wand. Wand. A wand of a left foot. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And finally, because, of course, she left us, but she did get to play this season, Fran Alley. Again, one of the nicest people you'll meet. She is, I've used Big Heart and I, she is uh, contagious. Oh, look at this. Brilliant. Right. And now the men's team. No, no, let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> right. Do not scratch your eyes. Best of luck for Saturday. Loads of people are travelling up. You know, if you're listening to this, please get up there. It's a fiver. It's 25 miles from us. And it's your last opportunity to, to shout on these girls who thoroughly deserve it. So, Damon, any word for the fans for encouragement to get them up along to Stadium MK on Saturday and, and shout the girls on? Just that, uh, honestly, and this is the God's honest truth, and I know I speak for the players, every bit of support is so much appreciated. They appreciate every bit and any bit of support that we get. I think they deserve the acknowledgement that they've had recently. They'll give you everything they've got, whether you're there or not, whether you can watch online, get to the ground. They give you everything you've got. They're a really good group of people. They deserve the support. Hopefully get the free free points, get the win and the promotion that they deserve and the supporters deserve this year. Absolutely. Damon, thank you so much, sir. So thank much appreciated. And congratulations on an absolutely outstanding season sir everybody's got down to grosvenor vale and vicarage road for the last you know two games there as well have been thoroughly thoroughly entertained and thank you thank you very much and thanks for the support guys it's much appreciated TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call 
on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <laughs> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.